Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A well-to-do family living a stone's throw from Buckingham Palace might not be your first thought for a grisly murder, an assault and a missing persons case. From the outside, the picture-perfect portrait of family life, but behind closed doors, cracks were starting to show. And before long, a case so intriguing would emerge that it beguiled the whole world and still does to this day. But will the murderer ever be found? This time on Macabre London, we uncover the murder of Sandra Rivett, the attempted murder of Veronica Lucan, and the disappearance of Lord Lucan. London today is a bustling metropolis, an exciting place to visit, and a somewhat safe place to call home. An eclectic mix of people from all over the world live in London, and the crime rate is dropping year on year. In some parts of this vibrant capital, the crime rate is lower than that of much smaller cities in other parts of the UK. However, things haven't always been so safe. Stories and tales of old have echoed around the streets and grown to become that of legend, particularly those of a gruesome nature. Today we'll be exploring one of these stories and discovering about London's often bloody past. My name is Nikki Drees, and this is Macabre London. Before we get started, if you're new here, please click that subscribe button below and also make sure that you click that little bell notification icon as well so you get notified every time I upload a new video. If you'd like to find out more about me, the show and what I get up to when I'm not recording this, then scroll down to the show notes below where you can follow me on social media as well. You can also find the details of our Patreon as well so you can become a producer of the show which will allow me to make more regular episodes, I promise. 
and you can do that for as little as one dollar which is around about 70 pence. Apologies for the ad at the start of the video however I figured it was better to get it out of the way now and then we can all crack on with the story. London in the 1970s for the rich was a veritable playground. The cost of living was low, property was cheap and with inheritance floating around from rich family members the younger generation of the elite had the world in the palm of their hands. With a booming social scene, anyone who was anyone established themselves in the city, and if your credentials fitted, i.e. if you were privately educated, and your parents had a penny or two in the bank, you could integrate yourself into the upper echelons of society. Many people who didn't have quite the necessary check marks on the TOF starter kit had to sidle their way up to those who did, in order to make their lives that little bit more fruitful. Veronica Duncan also had eyes on being part of the upper elite. Born in Bournemouth on the south coast of the UK in 1937, Veronica had a troubled and affected childhood. Her father, who was a major in the army, died in a car crash when Veronica was just two years old. To cope with the death and to escape the impending chaos of World War II, Veronica's mother moved her and her newly born sister to South Africa, where they settled for a number of years and where Thelma, her mother, remarried. After the war had come to an end, the family moved back to England and the sisters were sent to an all-girls boarding school in Winchester in Hampshire. Veronica reflected later on in life that she didn't remember her childhood fondly and that the only relationships she recollected from when she was young were distant and cold. As soon as she was ready to head off and make her own way in the world, Veronica headed towards the bright lights of London and set her sights on an affluent lifestyle, but wasn't without her own successes. With a slim build and a silhouette that was a perfect clothes horse, Veronica had no trouble in finding a modelling job. And after a while of scoping her next move, she took a job as a secretary and then co-established a printing company, which was quite successful. By this time, Veronica's sister Christine had married into a wealthy family and her husband was a gambler, amongst other ventures, which mainly relied on biding his time to inherit his parents' fortune. Christine's husband, William, used to frequent many upper-class gambling dens, and that's where he met Lord Lucan, otherwise known as John Bingham. One weekend in February 1963, William decided to throw a party at their home and invited a varied and eclectic mix of gambling acquaintances along. Veronica was also invited by Christine, and it was then she happened to notice the tall, dark and handsome gentleman who went by the title Lord John Bingham. Christine elaborated on what she knew about the Lord, telling Veronica that he was a professional gambler, single, but also heeded her a warning in that he was reported by friends to be gay, and so she would probably be barking up the wrong tree if she approached him. However, Veronica struck up a conversation with him, as she thought even if he wasn't interested in her, he would make for a good, handsome friend, but was quite surprised to find that he was responsive to her advances. Within a week, the two were dating, and Bingham would treat Veronica to lavish meals and extravagant evenings out, and their romance blossomed very quickly into a full-blown relationship. Before the end of the year, Lord Bingham, who was 29, had proposed to Veronica, 26, who gleefully accepted, and the two were married by November of that year. The pair, even though they were respected in high society, were quite poor when it came to friends, and the wedding was only attended by a handful of family and a smattering of acquaintances, leaving them lonely on their wedding day. Before the marriage, Lord Bingham confessed to Veronica that he had a dream of winning a powerboat race, 
and in a rash decision, he decided to spend almost all of his money on buying a boat and training in order to win. This was not exactly what Veronica had planned for her first year as a wife, and Bingham made the pair fairly destitute, even more so when the boat sank during the race, luckily with no injuries, but which made the whole fanciful investment a complete loss all round, along with Bingham's pride having been drowned in the process. Not content with having lost most of their money, Bingham also then decided to try and increase the small amount the couple did have left by gambling it. As a wedding present to the couple, John Aspinall, the owner of a gambling establishment known as the Claremont Club, gifted Bingham with £200 to spend on any game as he so wished. Gambling wasn't new to Bingham, he was a regular at the Claremont, and would often spend long evenings drinking and gambling into the small hours. However, one night, with the fresh £200 burning a hole in his pocket, John went to the club and proceeded to gamble away, not £200, but £8,000, plunging him and Veronica into even more debt. With only a tiny amount of money left to their name, a double-edged sword was thrust upon Bingham when his father passed away. Along with grief came immense wealth in the form of land, property and other trinkets and treasures, including his father's title of Lord Lucan. But along with a great title comes great responsibility, and Lord Lucan was set to uphold his father's reputation. But his name would also attract those of a somewhat nefarious nature that were after a slice of his newfound wealth. In a roundabout way, the inheritance came at a rather convenient time for the couple, as Veronica had news. She was pregnant, and the pair would need to find an appropriate nest to raise their firstborn in. Looking for a modest home, the Lucans set their sight on a townhouse, 46 Lower Belgrave Street, which just also conveniently happened to be around the corner from the Claremont. Lucan also stayed true to his gambling tendencies, buying Veronica two racehorses with his newfound wealth, and also sticking with his habit of regularly losing quite a lot of money. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Not long after moving into their new home, Veronica gave birth to the couple's first child, Francis, in October of 1964, and she was very taken by her, but unfortunately she was quickly engulfed by postnatal depression, which as a result saw the pair hire a nanny just four months after her birth, as Veronica was struggling to cope and John was more focused on gambling than looking after the newborn. Veronica was under immense pressure to produce an heir to Lucan's title, and the fact that she'd birthed a baby girl 
wasn't highly approved of by those in higher society and probably didn't do much to help her postnatal depression. However, by September of 1967, Veronica gave birth to another baby, and this time it was a boy. George was a happy, healthy baby, but Veronica was becoming even more dependent upon their nanny, and the children were being increasingly cared for solely by her. By the time baby number three, Camilla, had come along, they were being cared for for six days a week by their nanny. Sometimes Veronica would even hire a nanny to care for the children on the nanny's day off, so as to avoid getting out of bed. The nanny saw this as Veronica being lazy, but her long stints in bed suggest there was perhaps an underlying and untreated mental health issue at play, which led to her feeling detached and unable, or incapable, of caring for her own children. Over the summer, the children would be taken on holiday by their nanny, whilst their parents would live the life they had become accustomed to in Monte Carlo and Monaco, in order for Lucan to gamble in the local casinos there. Veronica was very aware of her own faults, and claimed not to be Mum of the Year, saying in a documentary released in 2017 that she knew she spent too many days in bed, and that she could have been a better mother. Even with the lavish lifestyle they were enjoying, risks were beginning to show in their personal lives. Jet-setting was exhausting Veronica, as she was often given the silent treatment by Lucan, and left alone while he gambled abroad and she started to seek solace in one of Lucan's friends, Greville Howard. Howard was the complete opposite of Lucan. He was warm, kind and communicative with Veronica, and before long she was falling head over heels for him. Sensing the impending affair, Lucan threatened Greville and asked him to back off from Veronica. Unbeknownst to Veronica, Lucan hadn't informed her of his warning, and she took Greville's faked rejection to heart, so she took to her bed once more. In an effort to cheer Veronica up, Lucan took her out for a drive. Little did she know he had an ulterior motive, and drove her to the Priory, a private mental hospital, where a doctor listened to Veronica's story and suggested she voluntarily admit herself for a stay. Not impressed with the thought of being committed, she fled the hospital, but as Veronica hadn't shown any signs of harming herself, there were no grounds to admit her against her will, but in order to treat her depression, doctors prescribed her antipsychotics to control her mood. This would signal the beginning of manipulation Lucan would use in order to control Veronica and to use against her in the impending bitter divorce. Lucan took matters into his own hands with Veronica, and used many doctors to state she needed help for her mental health, many of which never even met Veronica, and Lucan never consulted Veronica's regular GP about her mental health at all. At this time, Lucan started to physically abuse Veronica by hitting her with a cane, as he said her mad ideas could be beaten out of her. Not long after, Lucan moved out of the family home, and probably best for Veronica that he did but not before he tried to get her sectioned once more in a bid to remove her from the family home. But the doctors weren't convinced that she needed it and denied his request altogether. Upon hearing the news that Veronica wasn't going to be committed, he packed two bags and moved out immediately. After eight years, the Lucan's marriage was officially over. This began the descent into a vicious divorce and the two Lucans were determined to make any interaction between them as difficult as possible, and a battle began for their children. After not seeing Lucan for a while, or hearing from him, Veronica sought payment for the children via her solicitor. 
The legal battle had begun, and Lucan was determined to not back down on the situation. One day, when the children were out with the nurse, who was looking after Veronica at the time, Lucan approached her with two solicitors and produced a court order, which allowed him to take them there and then. All three children climbed into Lucan's car, and just like that, they were gone. The nurse returned to Lady Lucan and told her what had happened, and understandably she was distraught. Her children were gone, without any thought from Lucan to tell her about his acquisition of them. Lucan's reasoning behind it was that Veronica was unfit to look after the children, and so he decided to take temporary custody of them. The couple's solicitors began exchanges of unpleasantries, and before long the custody case was being sent to court. Eleven days of trial ensued, and evidence was heard against both sides. However, the goal was to prove that Veronica was fit and able to care for their three children, especially from her side. Lucan had been putting a case together to prove Veronica's suspected mental health issues, and unbeknownst to her, had been recording their phone calls, where he would goad her into making vicious expletives against him. These were then played back in court, and even though the content of the calls didn't portray Veronica in a positive light, the way Lucan had obtained them was brought into question, and didn't do him any favours when presented in court. After a long trial, Veronica was deemed fit and healthy to look after the children, with Lucan being allowed access for two weekends a month and half of the school holidays. The ruling also stated that Veronica needed support in the form of a nanny, who would look after the three children, whereas Lucan was allowed to look after them without one, and this displeased Veronica as she felt she wasn't being trusted. And just like that, the battle was over, and life could return to a somewhat normal state for all of those involved. That is, until the night of the 7th of November, 1974, when everything would change for the Lucans forever. Join me next time for part two of this episode, where I cover the horrific murder that happened at the Lucans' home, the mystery surrounding the night itself, and the subsequent manhunt that gripped the nation, which is still ongoing even to this day. I'll be back again soon, and don't forget to subscribe, and hit the bell so you don't miss it. Thank you so much for joining me for another macabre tale from London's past. I've been Nikki Juice, and I'll see you all next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.